Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And here we go. Here we go. The grand finale uh, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. I say this every day. We broadcast from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. The show is called Fox Across America. I, of course, am Jimmy Fallon. A man who is not getting ready to subpoena the president of the United States. But check it out. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is. Come on, man. Comer uh, telling our Fox News that plans are underway to subpoena not just Joe, but the entire Biden family. Hunter's a dirtbag. But we, that also involves Jim Biden. Could see the president himself deposed. Uh, Things are getting crazy uh, over in Washington, D.C. We're going to be discussing them in this hour with the woman who is moderating the very first GOP presidential debate. I'm talking about the great Martha McCallum. You talk about a step up in class. I mean, the bell of the ball. Ma- Martha McCallum, Brett Baer, will be moderating the GOP presidential debate right here on the Fox News Channel on August the 23rd. Uh, so it's a two Wednesdays away, and you certainly better be watching it because that is the lead-in uh, to my weekend show. I'll be hosting Fox News Saturday night that weekend at 10 p.m. <laughs> this crowd's excited. They're fired up for this show. It's Friday. We've had a hell of a week. Uh, Kennedy is going to come by to wrap it up. And Mike Vecchione, superstar comedian who's down in Baltimore this weekend, slanging jokes, one of the co-stars of my Fox Nation documentary, Moon Landing Fact or Fiction. Mikey V was on the couch with Kennedy and famed comedian DC Benny. And if you haven't seen it yet, give it a go. It's on Fox Nation. You'll definitely get a kick out of it. And William Shatner, Captain Kirk, phenomenal. All the rocket scientists are great. And, of course, Bart Sabrell. If you guys don't know Bart Sabrell, he's one of the biggest moon landing conspiracy theorists in the world. He's probably the face of that movement. He's the guy who famously mouthed off to Buzz Aldrin. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Well, Buzz Aldrin did. He belted Bart right in the mouth. And uh, we're making arrangements to get Bart onto the show. But he's a difficult guy to book. I'm not even kidding because he says he's on a government kill list right now and he can't always be available for media uh but bart you know is considered a conspiracy theorist by a lot of people i considered him to be a phenomenal interview and i hope to bring some of that magic over to the radio of course no bigger conspiracy anywhere in the world right now than the fact that joe biden has nothing to hide tell him like it is okay that is kooky crazy conspiracy theory stuff Okay, it started with them telling us that Hunter Biden's laptop, oh, it was Russian disinformation, you see. That was a big lie. It was election interference because they hid that story from the public in the run-up to the 2020 election, number one. Number two, they did so because there was a lot going on in that laptop that proved to be a major liability for the Bidens if it was exposed. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. He is in trouble because now it's been exposed. Okay, the House now holding on to subpoena power. And there's a point I made yesterday, and I'm going to play the James Comer clip here today, because the media is still trying to downplay what they know to be a really big deal. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, what the media is down to is, well, we haven't seen a a video of, like, somebody handing Joe a bag of cash. Are you the big man, Joe? He actually is, but understand this, okay? This is the same media who started this conversation with the laptop's fake. There is no business. 
Joe couldn't have talked to Hunter because the business doesn't exist. Joe couldn't have talked to Hunter's business partners because the business doesn't exist. It's all fake. Nothing's going on. We're killing the story. You can't share it in the run-up to the 2020 election. That's not right. Okay, but now understand, the election's over. Everybody's come around to agree that, oh, as it turns out, there is a laptop. As it turns out, there is a business. As it turns out, Joe did talk to his business partners on 20 different occasions, went out to dinner with them, okay, in different parts of the world. And as it turns out, we have over 200 bank records linking foreign entities to the Bidens. Oh, wow. So when you hear the Jake Tappers of the world not even acknowledging the amount of lies they played along with, not even revisiting the fact that they themselves were trying to downplay this information. Let me give you this full exchange because it's embarrassing. Okay. It started with Comer, okay, yesterday, talking about where he's going to take this thing. Said that he could ultimately be subpoenaing the president, could be subpoenaing his family, trying to get that going. Why? Because they've seen that much happen. This all started on Mornings with Maria, clip four. This is always going to end with the Bidens uh, coming in front of the committee. Uh, We are going to subpoena the family. I mean, we're putting the case together to win in court. Obviously, with all the opposition and obstruction we're getting from the Biden attorneys now, uh, we know that this is going to end up in court when we subpoena the Biden. So we're putting together a case. And I think we've done that very well. We've shown the bank records. If I had subpoenaed Joe and Hunter Biden the first day I became chairman of the committee, it would have been tied up in court and the judge would have eventually thrown it out. Because at that time, the narrative was, well, they never took any money while he was vice president. He never had any communication with his business associates. And, uh, you know, the, the, the money never came from China. We've had to go every step of the way and prove the media narrative was wrong and the vice president and the and the current president lied. We have caught Joe Biden in so many lies, I can't even count the number of lies now. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Jimbo Comey. Government is trying to jump all over his head. They're trying to defy subpoenas. They're trying not to cooperate in this investigation. But you understand they ultimately are going to subpoena the Bidens because there's so much there. Guys, I opened up the, the show on this like four out of five days this week. And the reason I did is because I come from a bit of a law enforcement background and the brazen nature in which we're being gaslit by the media. Listen to this Jake Tapper clip. Okay, so Jake Tapper gets James Comer on, okay, and flat out says, you know, what did Biden do wrong? I don't understand. Okay, I'm going to walk you through the whole exchange. Now, you got to realize what Jake Tapper has now been reduced to. Jake Tapper started with, there is no laptop, there is no business, this isn't even a conversation the American people should be allowed to have in the run-up to the election. That's where Jake Tapper started. You understand? He started in helping them, aiding and abetting the election interference of 2020. Now it's cascaded down to, all right, fine. So we were wrong about every single thing. Every single thing. But we're right about this. Come on. Don't bullshit me. This is the problem. It's like when people are activists masquerading as journalists... They do get emotional, and it's denying them the self-awareness to realize how stupid they look. Okay, Jake Tapper, okay, if you were wrong about the laptop, you were wrong about the business, you were wrong about the business meetings, you were wrong about him talking to the business partners, you were wrong about the bank transfers. The idea that you can't fathom that you might be wrong about whether or not Joe was in business. You 
can't handle the truth. They emotionally can't handle the truth. That's why we've never gone back as a country and revisited the fact that the Mueller probe was made up. We were told by the government at the end of the Mueller probe, oh, yeah, as it turns out, there was never any contact between Trump and Russia. It was all set up by the Clinton campaign. This is not okay. Like, we were physically told that. We now know that through the Durham report that the Clinton campaign completely fabricated Russian collusion. It was, it was absolutely fabricated. It was made up by these sick people. But did the media go back and revisit that and go, man, we got egg on our face? The answer would be no. No, they didn't. Okay, they can't even fathom being wrong. They can't emotionally process it because they run on so much moral superiority and self-righteousness. The COVID vaccine. Okay, the COVID vaccine did not stop transmission. Okay, we were told you should be fired from your job and shamed if you didn't get the vaccine. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. But did any of the people in that montage go back and revisit the fact that they were wrong? The answer would be no. Didn't. Nope. Zip. People were fired from their jobs. Tens of thousands of people were fired from their jobs over a lie. But they're not emotionally capable of looking inward and going, man, I blew that one. So we just move on as if it never happened. That's where we are with the Hunter Biden laptop. These guys don't revisit their original positions. There's no this could end with Joe Biden in handcuffs. There is nobody, nobody. Okay, working over there with Jake Tapper at CNN. CNN is the worst. Maybe so. But there is nobody. Okay, that's going to revisit the fact that they killed the story at its inception. They killed this story in the run up to the election. It's not real. You can't share the story. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Think about that. New York Times, Washington Post. You cannot share the story. It is fake. That's what they told you. The magnitude of that lie and the level of election interference it constituted. It's almost unquantifiable. But they're not here revisiting this. Not on any level. So listen to Jake Tapper pushing back on James Comey. With all the self-righteousness in the world. You don't have any proof Biden did anything wrong. Dude, we have proof that we've been lied to at every turn. Now, they don't lie to you at every turn unless they have something to hide. That's true. That is true. Here's Tapper, clip one. You definitely have made a case that the people who are around President Biden in terms of the lobbyists and his son Hunter have trafficked on that connection to the then vice president, now president. But I haven't yet seen any evidence that the president did anything wrong. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Serious. I mean, Jake Tapper. This guy's a serious ass. Are you kidding me? We haven't seen any evidence the president did anything wrong. The fact that the president said this was Russian disinformation and I never talked to my son about his business. But now we know that the president met with his son's business partners on Russia on, on multiple cases on multiple fronts, called into business meetings over 20 times is actually evidence that the president was involved. Okay, so now we're down to, you know, just because he went to dinner with his business partners, 
just because he was on the phone with his business partners doesn't mean he was actually doing the business with his business partners. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But they have to because they can't fathom being wrong. You understand, I work in the media, okay? You know, I'm a goofy guy. I'm the rodeo clown. But I get to go to these D.C. dinners, you know, the White House Correspondents' Dinner, all the big agency parties, all the mixers here in Manhattan when they give out the year-end awards. I get to go. I get to meet every one of these people, the Jake Tappers, of the, all these clowns, okay? They are so self-righteous in that they think they're more educated and they're smarter and they're better than all of us. So they can't possibly fathom, they can't emotionally fathom, process the idea that they're wrong. They don't have it within them. Okay, let me give you a little more of this tapper because it's fascinating stuff. Clip two. It's assumptions. It's how the world works. But again, just looking for evidence, because we're talking about impeachment here. I don't see any evidence of any crime. And frankly, that is how the world works in Washington, D.C. And if you guys are going to launch an effort to try to reform Washington so people who are powerful can't have their wives and children and husbands and others traffic on that relationship, you know, I'll, I'll be first in line to help you out. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like you're trying to do that. It, it seems like you're trying to just go after President Biden. No, we're trying to do that. That's been the goal from day one is to have a legislative fix. Uh, a lot of the president's defenders, especially in the media, say that, well, this uh, influence peddling is a cottage industry in Washington. Well, it needs to change. But let's just go back to uh, not having any evidence of wrongdoing with, with Joe Biden. Look, six banks. By Joe Biden. Biden family not, not, no, and like, it's certainly there's sleaze. I mean, Jake Tapper. You don't have a clue. When he says, first of all, there's no evidence. Jake Tapper led the charge on Russian collusion. We don't actually have a single scintilla of evidence. Okay, Jake Tapper, he goes, we're talking about impeachment here. Congressman, impeachment. That was embarrassing. Why? Because did he show that same level of restraint when they were getting ready to impeach Donald Trump with absolutely no evidence whatsoever? The answer would be no. No. We had a, well, we had a guy who wasn't on the phone call and wasn't in the room, but he says Trump shook down the Ukrainian president, threatened to withhold foreign aid. You know, like this guy did. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Well, they impeached Donald Trump for that. They impeached Donald Trump because someone claimed he said what we have Joe Biden on tape saying. He should be behind bars. So when Jake Tapper says, oh, you know. We haven't seen any evidence. Okay, first of all, Jay Capper was willing to hold the country hostage for three years with no evidence over Russia and Ukraine. But in this instance, we've seen 150 bank records. We've seen photos. We've seen notes from Biden to Hunter's business partners, this despite the fact that he said he never talked to his son's business partners. We now know we have testimony under oath from three living witnesses who were Hunter's business partners who put their name on the fact that Joe was involved in the influence peddling scheme. That's evidence enough to convict somebody in a court of law, let alone on a cable news show. But the biggest piece of evidence that we've seen altogether is that guys like Jake Tapper are completely full of 
The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work in the gym in the bedroom how about it eugenics total t testosterone booster has testafin which will boost your testosterone you know the man hormone how about more of that you can try eugenics total t before you buy there's nothing to lose everything to gain now get a complimentary bottle of eugenics total t when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of eugenics thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Thought we were going to have a nice, easy Relaxed, slow Friday in August. Wrong. Attorney General Merrick Garland just announcing a second ago that a special counsel has been named to investigate Hunter Biden. Oh, man. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, man, we're going to be playing that clip a lot today. This is significant. Okay. The special counsel, David Weiss, is the end result of the plea deal getting shot down. Okay, if you remember, Hunter was getting ready to sign a plea deal for tax evasion and a gun charge that was somehow going to include language that absolved him for future crimes. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, that was a protection racket. And that was the DOJ and whoever negotiated that deal trying to shield the Bidens from any criminal liability down the road, given the overseas business dealings the kid had engaged in. Well, now we come to find out because that heroic judge stepped on the plea deal and made him go back to the drawing board, we've revisited the case, and now we're looking reality in the eye. Okay, the reality that Hunter Biden as a crackhead who specialized in, to be clear, crack and naked hookers hubba, hubba. would not be getting any money from foreign entities unless they could connect him to someone of power in the government. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. And that person happened to be his dad. Bingo. So you understand the reason they were trying to kill the Hunter Biden laptop from word one. Okay, and they always tried to say, why are you bothering with this? Hunter Biden doesn't work in the government. Exactly. His dad does. And that's why they were paying Hunter to get to Joe. And Lord knows who else, because the business partners visited the Obama White House 36 times. Don't be thick, all right? We're going to discuss all of this and so much more with the bell of the ball, Martha McCallum, classing up the program when we come back on Fox Across America.
Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This is going to come as a shock to a lot of people who know me from my cab driving days, who've seen me doing stand-up comedy in the opium dens on the Lower East Side in the past 20 years. But as shocking as this is for you to hear, I have not been chosen to moderate the first GOP presidential debate. I hope you're sitting down. I know everybody's blown away by the news. But thankfully, helping us make sense of it all is a woman who is co-hosting, co-moderating. That event will be right here on the Fox News Channel on Wednesday night, August the 23rd. The bell of the cable news ball. Martha McCallum in the house. Hey, Martha. Jimmy, Jimmy, how you doing? Good I'm, to be with you. I'm great. I just need you need to know this because you're over the phone. So you didn't get to see the pyrotechnics that went off when I said your name. <laughs> and, and of course, the, it, I can imagine them. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. And if you can't hear me, it's the it's the fluttering of the doves behind me that are flying off into the studio. It's, a, it's I always a like a very grand entrance. No, we Thank do. You. We do it right on this show. Um, so listen, we're so excited for this debate. I know you guys are working hard getting it together. I have a couple of light questions, and then we'll get into the serious stuff. Um, do you? You and Brett Bear have like a safe word if things get too rowdy and you need to restore order to someone yell like pineapple to the other and then you step in. <laughs> no, but I like the suggestion of pineapple. I'm going to introduce <laughs> that into our discussion. I'm gonna, I, I, it might be a little bit of a red herring. It might be an indication that yeah, that um, that we're sideways. you know bringing in something that you wouldn't ordinarily find in the <laughs> language of the evening that might give people a heads up that we're sort of. Crying uncle, but crying pineapple, I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a pineapple on the set, and I can sort of toss it in the air oh. to distract everyone. Ma- Martha, you know how fun? And f- yeah, go ahead. Gain everyone's attention, kind of settle things down. I like that idea. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I'm with you. The, um, the NFL, you know, if a coach wants to challenge a play, he gets like a challenge flag. Maybe yeah. we maybe everybody gets a challenge flag if somebody you says something that. that's like way out there. See, I'm I'm yeah. I'm thinking over here. I watch you guys on TV. I see you guys prepping. Um, how far into the process are we now? I mean, we obviously know who's qualified. Uh, we don't entirely know who's going to be there yet because I think the president's still back and forth. Are you guys rooting pretty hard for him to show up just so we can get everybody in the ring together? Well, you know, he, he. I like it when he asks the crowds that he's um, at rallies. He's like, "Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it?" Mm-hmm. And you know, more and more, the crowds are saying, "Yeah, you should do it." So I'm kind of in that camp. Yeah, I think it would be great to have him there. Um, he's the former president, and he's the lead contender. And I, I understand why he feels like maybe he shouldn't have to. But on the other side of the equation is. He's going to have a lot of things and that he can't participate in. I mean, look at his schedule. He's yeah. got like, you know, all of these appearances, all these trials, all of this stuff going on. I know he's very frustrated about mm-hmm. that. He's made it clear that it's very difficult to run a presidential campaign while you're in the midst of mm-hmm. all of these convictions and trial dates. So it is I think he's available <laughs> on that night. <laughs> and so I think he might want to take advantage of it because it it's a big moment i think most eyeballs are on that first big debate mm-hmm. and um I, I i think he might regret it if he if he doesn't if he's not a presence there and of course because of his polling he'd be the presence square in the middle so i, I don't know that it's an opportunity he wants to miss i agree there could be a, some fomo as the kids say uh if he actually exactly. s- stays home martha mccallum is on the line she'll be co-moderating the first gop presidential debate right here on the fox news channel wednesday night august the 23rd and i know one of the big topics of conversation that night is going to be the fact that that saturday i'll be hosting fox news saturday night do you guys plan to open the debate exactly. with that? is that the opening yes. question you know we keep going back and forth we're working on our question around that uh-huh. um and kind of <laughs> making it perfect you know it's, it's a real 
real subject of debate. How much time should we spend talking about Jimmy on Saturday? And, um, Good for you. For but I'm really along. rooting for it, you know? It's like, it's like uh, Taiwan, China, Jimmy on Saturday. Okay, that sounds like a good order. There's so much happening. Well, this, this is the part that I don't envy is – I don't know, and I'm sure you guys have a process, but in terms of streamlining the amount of issues that we have right now, because the the country right now, this is a messier terrain, I think, than any of the past debates or election nights you've been a part of. I mean, have you ever seen a more scattered, like, Real Housewives version of a primary? No, it's pretty crazy. And and what, what I keep bringing home to people is something that I think about a lot, which is, None of us have ever experienced a former president who is sort of, I call it, once removed from the presidency, but is running again for the office, wants to go back to the White House after losing a prior election. And so that in and of itself is so historically fascinating to me because usually you get a clean slate. Yeah. You know, you've got someone who serves for eight years or someone who loses an election and doesn't choose to come back and run again. Um, so that's that's huge. Then add on top of that, that we have, you know, these three indictments and all of these legal proceedings that are going on, teams of attorneys going back and forth. What can he say? What can he say? Um, you know, we just got a, a ruling this morning in terms of protective speech against the former president. He says, you know, now they want to crack down on my First Amendment rights. So you've got just this real maelstrom going on. And then you have this potential that if it's it, what if it isn't him, then people need to turn to these other nominees and say, you know, which one of them, which one of them is, is tough enough, which of one of them is enough of a fighter to kind of mm-hmm. gain the attention and, and affection of those voters who are so committed to the former president. So it's, it's a huge opportunity for them. I'm sure they're probably hoping that he doesn't show up, even though yeah. they say they'd like him there. Um, you know, they're going to get a little bit more, a little bit more yeah. oxygen in time if, if he's not there. Yeah. But a lot of them would love to, you know, jump into the Chris Christie, I think, would love to have him there. Um, I think Mike Pence would love to have him there, yeah. uh, as, as awkward and difficult as that moment might be. <laughs> it really is. This this debate, I, I think it's a missed opportunity. As much as I love working at Fox, I think we should have outsourced this to Bravo. <laughs> think, like, <laughs> Did you see the, that, that exchange? Um, the former vice president Pence was in Iowa. Yeah. They're all there for the Iowa State Fair, and he was up on the soapbox. It literally says, soapbox behind him. Um, and this guy said, oh, you know, you you failed the president on January 6th. You know, you didn't you didn't do the right thing. Mike, Mike Pence yells at him. Then this other guy in the front row stands up and starts yelling back at him. Shut up and sit down. Yeah. And then my favorite part is that because the first guy has on a Boston Red Sox hat, somebody goes, the Red Sox suck. <laughs> That's my favorite. This is really politics at its finest, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love the Iowa State Fair. I, I love this, you know, all of the back and forth. It's yep. great. Oh, it's amazing. And, and and you're leaving out the fact that that hat was deep fried. Yeah. No, knowing Iowa, <laughs> it came with a dipping sauce. Of course, sauce. and edible. <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, we're laughing. We're talking to Martha McCallum. Uh, the first GOP pres- uh, primary debate in the Republican Party is August the 23rd. It is a Wednesday night. Uh You know, one of the things that I keep coming back to is, you know, when you talk about the potential for Trump to not be in the race, I I do see indications that people believe that Tim Scott would have a good chance to fill that void because they're spending a lot of money on him in Iowa. Are they not? 
Yeah, he's. I, I think um, Tim Scott is very much, uh, you know, among the strongest in that second tier in the mm-hmm. polling that we see. We see Vivek Ramaswamy also in a pretty good position. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest story has been that DeSantis did not have the liftoff that was yeah. expected. He was supposed to be the prime contender. Mm-hmm. Um, he has an opportunity, big opportunity. I mean, it's really a big night for him mm-hmm. at this debate because if he wants to separate himself from the pack, um, that this is a night that yeah. uh, would be you know, that would present that opportunity for him. But Tim Scott gets a ton of attention. He's also walked the line very carefully mm-hmm. of being supportive of the former president mm-hmm. um, and also being super optimistic. I think that's one of the things that people like about yeah. how he's running his campaign. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that, you know, that's, that's what makes it all really fun to watch. That, when that is what's refreshing about him, by the way, though, is he is out there talking about kind of what's right and most of what you're surrounded by in politics in this day and age is everything sucks and it's their fault. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I do like the optimism. Uh, the only liability for Tim Scott really quickly, so you know, I, I might not have dealt you in on this, but I actually possess, and he knows this, his most damaging piece of opposition research is that he claims Rocky Three is the best Rocky. And oh come on! I, I, I'm yeah, that's that's I I don't I think that it may be over for him <laughs> when that gets out. We have negotiated. That's really bad. I would like to talk to him about that. Maybe we should. You know what? You're giving me a good idea. What's so maybe that? the maybe we should ask them all. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know we've dealt with all the all the serious topics, but what's your favorite movie? Because I think people do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you you can make a lot of judgments about a person based on the answer to that question, don't can, you think? Can I tell you something? It's called – I do it on the radio for real. It's a real serious conversation. Um, it's called punching them in the person. I do this a lot with politicians because people are familiar with their policies. So in radio, because you have like, you know, sometimes 12 minutes with a person, you know, which you don't generally always have on yeah. TV – I'll often try to give the listener the person behind the policy. So I will ask them about movies or foods or stuff like that or sports if I know mm-hmm. they have a background in that. And that would actually, Martha, if you guys did that at a pro, at a presidential debate, it would be tremendous. And it would be talked about. Like if people were like, oh, this guy's favorite movie is, you know, Barbie. I never saw that coming yeah. from Chris Christie. <laughs> I didn't see Christie as a Barbie guy. That one really threw me, you know. But- that would be yeah. But it is telling. All right. Well, I don't want this to get out. No, no. Yeah. No one's listening. So it's just I'm me and you. I had Josh. <laughs> I had Josh mute the mic. You don't worry about nothing. <laughs> but got... I do like I do like questions like that because I do think it reveals. What's your favorite movie, Jimmy? Ooh. Well, if we started in the Rocky Pantheon, okay, my favorite movie, period, just my favorite movie right. um, is The King of Comedy. I love uh, Robert De Niro oh, movie. Yeah. Jerry Lewis is in it. Yeah. But I like that whole genre of Scorsese films. Taxi Driver, obviously, because it I kind of resonates too. my back- background. Um, but lo- my favorite Rocky movie, if this needed to be said, is I, in 86, he fights the Russian in Rocky Four, and is like mm-hmm. a Reagan kid at the height of the Cold War. To me, I was like weeping in the audience when he won that fight. But everyone we have on from like Congress or the Senate, it breaks along age lines. If it's a guy uh, who's been in the Senate a while, they all like Rocky won because of the underdog story. Or if it's someone who is uh, a little newer to Congress, they all like Rocky Four. We never get a three. Tim Scott's the only guy with a three. And you, He's you, the only three. Yeah. yeah. That, no, I would have to go with Rocky One. Thank and- you.
you know, I just, sure. it's such a good movie. I think it's like a, a near perfect movie, actually. Oh, it's great. I, you want to you know what other movie I like, and it's very topical right now? Like, Pound for Pound, my favorite film I've ever watched that I consider to be a perfect movie is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. We watched that and laughed Aww. so hard when we were yeah. little kids, like screaming in the theater. And Francis, okay, who is played by the great Mark Holton, Francis is a friend of this show and will call into the show and talk Pee Wee with me. You know, Francis, the guy Aww. who steals his bike in the movie. Yes. How about yes. it? So I, I wonder if we have a Pee Wee. Yeah. I wonder if we have a Pee Wee fan on the podium. That would be oh, funny. Oh, I'm. Yeah, that would be. Now that would be an interesting answer. <laughs> where was, where was Pee Wee Herman's I'm bike? I'm thinking to myself, like, who's most likely to pick Pee Wee on that stage? <laughs> we have to. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna handicap this now. But that would be the greatest yeah. debate question ever. Uh, who? Yeah. What's your plan to get back Pee Wee Herman's bicycle for the American people? And uh, <laughs> now that now that we've firmly established, while well, you'll be moderating this debate and not me, uh, you can get back uh, to I don't your know. day. I think I'm picking up some good material here. <laughs> Martha, you're the coolest. Good luck. I'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Jimmy. Always you're, good to see you. The Take best. care. There she goes. The great Martha McCallum co-moderating the first GOP presidential debate with Brett Baer on Wednesday night, August the 23rd. I got to tell you, man. Trump should be there. He should absolutely be there. Wrong. It, to me, this is just, you know, I didn't want to get into this level of analysis with one of the moderators because the truth is they're going to call balls and strikes. And they don't generally have, like, you know, strategic opinions because their job is to reveal the policy, the vision for the country that each candidate has. But as a guy who hosts an opinion-based talk show, I will tell you this. It looks weak of Donald Trump to not show up. This guy will say anything. No, it's not true. It looks weak because what is the justification we keep getting? Well, he's got a big lead. He doesn't want to show up and give them a chance to eat up the lead. Wait, what? Dude, if you're the man, you take on all comers. You don't avoid challengers. Joe Lewis, greatest heavyweight champion of all time. He never missed a title defense. He had 36 of them. He fought anyone. He fought Primo Carnera. The guy was like seven feet tall. He was known as a circus giant, and they scheduled him against Joe Lewis, a guy a foot and a half shorter. This could be a problem. You might think so, but Joe Lewis got in the ring, and there went Primo Carnera. You understand? If you want to be the, you know, you want to be the guy. You want to be the heavyweight champ. You want to be the baddest man in the land. You don't avoid the competition because they're going to eat into your lead. That's not who we're supposed to be as America. Shining city on the hill. Okay, we're not supposed to be threatened by some neighboring town, some neighboring leadership that, ah, oh, he might show up and say something popular and I won't be as popular. I actually feel, I feel like I sound like Chris Christie now. <laughs> now I'm like baiting the guy into debating. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Not true, but I think you should be there because I think you should have a chance to contrast everybody. And I do think it looks weak on Trump's point, part if he avoids that. And that's why I predict that he'll ultimately be there because it's the summer event of the decade. If he shows up to debate, OK, you understand everyone on earth is going to watch this anyway because there is such a huge appetite to replace Joe Biden. I agree with that. So the eyeballs on this debate are going to be through the roof with or without Trump, like massive, because everyone in the country is dying to get rid of this guy.
guy. Come on, man. Okay, so you got to realize that being the case, the eyes are going to be there for Fox one way or the other. But Trump showing up obviously brings additional weight, additional heat, additional heat that he himself would benefit from if he wants to make his case to the people who wouldn't otherwise vote for him. You understand getting the Republican primary nomination for Trump isn't really much of a leap. But to win the presidency, he's got to court Democrats and independents who won't normally give him a chance. So what you need to do, and I think Martha made the point, is you need to take advantage of the available dates on the calendar. Because once the primary season starts, he doesn't have a lot of available dates because he's going to be in court. And I know that's not right, and I do believe on some level it's a form of election interference. But you're still not going to win the election complaining about it. You're going to win the election by getting in the ring and beating up your opponent. So if I'm Trump, I book a flight to Milwaukee immediately. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. So I said Trump shouldn't absolutely go to the first debates. This being a talk show where you don't have to agree. Michael out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, has a contrary take. Yo, Michael. Yo, Jimmy. Hey, I am anxiously awaiting the premiere of your fall line of overweight figure skater outfit. So <laughs> when, when's that going to happen, buddy? You'll see them. I'm waiting. You'll see them post Labor Day, but really quickly, <laughs> hot shot. Let's talk about this, because you say Trump shouldn't go. Are you having too much shoe fly pie out there in Pennsylvania? Did all that molasses get to your brain? <laughs> well, I think for him, there's a little, uh, there's very little upside showing up to this first debate. Maybe he'll show up later, but there's a whole lot of downside. That's what I'm thinking. What do you, you know, you think he should be there, right? I just think it looks weak. I mean, you're Trump. You're the guy that'll kill anybody out of my way. And uh, to see him turn tail because he's afraid they're going to score points on him, I don't know. Yeah. I get the strategy, well, though. I get the strategy because it's basically Chris Christie's going to call him a criminal for two hours, and that's going to be the strategy. <laughs> you know, so there maybe you if he waits a hey, debate, Christie will be out of the race. But go ahead, yeah. R- real quick, I wanted to thank you for your homage last week to Paul Rubin. It, I could tell it was heartfelt. You meant it. It was so great. And thank you for doing that because what a great man he was. The best of the best. We'll keep it going. Michael, great call. (laughs) Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. A big hour of Fox Across America, your home. For top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. One of them is Attorney General Merrick Garland, who just appointed a special counsel. But I got to be honest with you, this is a little bit of a scam. David Weiss, who had presided over the plea deal that was going to allow Hunter Biden to plead guilty to tax evasion and gun charges, yet somehow get an assurance from federal prosecutors that he would not be charged for any other crime. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Very much a scam, but the man presiding over that plea deal has now been named 
a special counsel to further the investigation. That's stupid. Use your common sense. And why do people say that? Because it gives them the appearance in Washington of going, oh, they're getting serious now. They're bringing in a special counsel to investigate the Bidens. That is a fact check false. Okay, it's not false that they're bringing in a special counsel. But it is false that they're getting serious in their investigation. What the special counsel ultimately allows them to do, okay, is drop the Hunter plea deal altogether, begin their own investigation. But at the same time, this now gives David Weiss the ability to not testify before the Hunter uh, Biden House Oversight Committee panel that is chaired by James Comer. It now gives them the ability to obstruct potential investigative maneuvers into the Bidens. They say, well, you know, we'd love to help. We'd love to give you those documents. We'd love to have you interview these witnesses. But we've got our own investigation going on in Washington. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But that's what's going on. So this is very much a mixed bag because on the surface you go, wow, special counsel for the Bidens, this is a big deal. But then you look a little bit closer and you realize that is a lie. I don't know. This is a real tangled one. Okay, Jim Jordan's office. When you hear Jim Jordan on the show every week, we're always giving Russell a hard time, and Russell is his comms guy. Russell Dye runs Jordan's team. Uh, Here he is issuing a statement on behalf of Jim Jordan. David Weiss can't be trusted, and this is just a new way to whitewash the Biden family's corruption. Weiss has already signed off on a sweetheart plea deal that was so awful and unfair that a federal judge rejected it We will continue to pursue facts brought to light by brave whistleblowers as well as Weiss's inconsistent statements to Congress. So that's the official word from Jim Jordan's office just issued a minute ago after this special counsel was announced. The guy who presided over a plea deal that was so absurd a federal judge wouldn't sign off on it, they've now given that guy the ultimate power, okay, to preside over all Biden investigations. It is a scam. And understand, okay, Comer explained this to James Tapper, Jake Tapper yesterday. Jake Tapper was just embarrassing himself on CNN, trying to press James Comer on what Biden did wrong. Well, Biden didn't do anything wrong, you see. Why are you talking about, yeah, we got money. Yeah, we got testimony. Yeah, we got bank records. Yeah, we got phone calls. But what kind of evidence do you have? Are you stupid or something? <laughs> it's like, wait, so just because we have a dead body and seven weapons with his handprints on it and cell phone data saying he was at the scene and video footage of him fleeing, what evidence do you have that he was actually involved in the crime? You must have got manure for your brains. We're living in the death of shame. And what's happened is politics has become so personal. For people in the media, they hate you so much, their ideological opposites, because they believe they know better than you. These people, there's a smug self-righteousness to mainstream media. Okay, they're morally superior to you. They know better. They're smarter. You know, you got to get a vaccine. You don't know any better. You don't want to get the vaccine because you're too stupid to know. But then what do you find out? They're the ones who are wrong. Now we got to shame these people. They shouldn't have jobs. They shouldn't go to work. They shouldn't go to church. Shouldn't be allowed out of their houses if they're unvaccinated. The people who felt that certain that they knew better than you were wrong. Did any of them go back and acknowledge they were wrong? The answer would be no. No. 
How about after the Mueller probe? Ah, oh, these sheep following Trump. It's like a cult, I tell you. Guy's a Russian agent. It's what he's doing here. Okay, did any of them, when we found out the Mueller probe was bought and paid for by opposition research? I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But did anybody actually go back and revisit the fact that they were wrong? The answer would be no. So even in this moment, they're not capable of accepting they were wrong. Even if they know it deep down, they can't give that to you. They'd rather live in a pretend world than give that to you. They can't. They hate you too much. They hate themselves too much. Listen to Jake Tapper pressing James Comer. This is clip three. What did the president do wrong, though? Well, remember, when we started this investigation at the end of January, that's when I got subpoenaed by the last week in January. The narrative was the laptop was Russian disinformation. Joe Biden's family never received money from China. Joe Biden's family never received any of this money while he was vice president. And Joe Biden never communicated with any of the people that sent his family this money. All four of those things have been proven false. So our investigations already turned up a lot of information. Now, I think even though there may not be any curiosity by by my friends at CNN, I think there's curiosity by a majority of Americans who, wait a minute, you're telling me- I'm very Joe curious Biden's about it, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm very okay. curious about right. it. And that's why I'm reading your reports. That's why I have you on the show. I mean, yo, Jake Tapper, dude. That was embarrassing. I mean, what do you got here? Other than the fact that, you know, we've got video of him at the crime scene holding on to the murder weapon and we found the dead body. Do you have anything that would indicate he was actually a part of this crime? What would you do with the brain if you had one? It's a fair question to ask. Vinny's asking it. Vinny's got thoughts. He's out in New Jersey. Vinny! Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Better now. It's Friday. I'm a bag Good. of cats I must over say, here. I must, I must say you're very entertaining, witty, and and a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, Vinny, I'll give you the 20 bucks later. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> for that. You got you, you got it. So this may not be a question for you. It may be a question for some of the big legal minds at Fox News. Mm-hmm. But now that you're becoming a huge star, you have access to them. Vinny, you should be my agent. <laughs> listen to you. Continue. Yeah. So anyway, um, now that they, they, they're going to do a special counsel, mm-hmm. will the special counsel supersede any getting or, or blocking information that the Congress can get? Well, that's what they James Comer just said. That. That's what James Comer just said. He said this special counsel kind of gives them a, like a force field because they go, hey, we'd love to let you talk to these witnesses, but we've got this ongoing special counsel. So it seems like a little bit of a protection racket. Right, and that's that. That was my concern when I heard it. Now it's just this. They're they're going to run blocking again. Mm-hmm. So, and another quick thing, I called yesterday, but I didn't want to go online. I just retired from the casino industry. Oh wow! And and I was high up. I can give out comps, Ooh. and I couldn't take a tip from a player, but mm-hmm. I can give them free stuff. But mm-hmm. my girlfriend, who was a waitress, could mm-hmm. take all the tips she wants. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a, a roundabout. Yep. If they tried to get to me to give them free stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm ethical, and I wouldn't do it. But it's it's just a a roundabout way that this whole yep scheme seems like yeah. It's working. We know what went on. Like, there's not going to be a video where someone handed Biden a bag of money. That's what the the kid was for. Okay, that's the Correct. point. They hand the kid a bag of money, and like yeah. the average person gets that. Like when you just base this on common sense, okay, they don't have to lie about the laptop being real if there's nothing on it. 
Just like they don't have to lie about talking to his business partners if there's no business being done. You know what I'm saying? The reason they're telling those front line, front end lines is to shield you from getting to that back end lie. You know, again, when they solve a murder, they don't solve it by asking if you kill her. You say yes or no. And they're like, all right, let's arrest this guy based on a gut feeling. No, they realize he has something to lie hide and is not being truthful by asking him the preliminary questions. Where were you? What were you wearing? Who were you talking to? And when you see that those things don't add up, you realize this is a person trying to throw you off the scent, at which point they dive deep into the investigation. So Joe Biden, if he was like getting, uh, you know, spoken, speaking to the cops right now, uh, you know, they would long be past the point of thinking he is the prime suspect in this major crime. So you get it, man. Uh, Yeah, but listen, it's it's getting really scary. Yeah, it is. You know, the the power of this government is just, it's getting very, very worrisome. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a freaky time to be alive. Uh, if I'm you, I'd actually head back to the casino. I never thought I'd say this, but you might be safer in a casino. Than you are out <laughs> I don't know. It was, getting pretty, it was getting pretty tough in there, uh, you know, since COVID. That, oh, yeah, it's nuts out there. But uh, I, will, yeah. I will tell you this, man. Uh, we do love some good Jersey living, and I'm going to be down in your hood again soon. So I'll give you a heads up on the radio. Maybe we can get a beer on you, Mr. Retired. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Now you're talking. I'll see you soon, Vin. There he goes, the great Vinny. Out in New Jersey. Wally's down in Florida. He knows things. Wally. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yep. Uh, good talking to you. and very excited. It's a Friday, and the Margarita Research Institute is getting ready to hit the road for some field <laughs> testing throughout the Florida. We're, we're, we're doing some field study throughout the Florida Keys this weekend. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, we, we, have to, we always have to end every one of these research studies ends at the statue of Jesus in Key Largo, where we dive to wash away our, our research sins, <laughs> but uh, always look forward to it. And uh, I, as a born and raised Floridian, I want to give you a big compliment on Loxahatchee. Ooh, that's a deep, that's a nice pull by me, right? That was pulling it, pulling it deep, deep in South Central Florida, my friend. I I had this is a great one. I had a girl. That was my seventh grade girlfriend here in uh, growing up on Long Island who moved down to Loxahatchee, Florida, gal named Jody. (laughs) Yeah, we used to to ride bikes and her parents were like, you know what? We need to get as far away from this kid as possible. Loxahatchee, Florida. (laughs) And away they went. Jimmy, Jimmy, that goes two ways. You know how lucky you are. I was almost a New Jersey, a New Jerseyite. Whoa. Holy hell. Both my, both, both my parents are from Little Falls, New Jersey. Oh, my goodness gracious. I will. S- go ahead. I bless them every day that the day after their wedding, they moved to Miami. Ooh, yeah, that's a good that's a good racket. That's a you, you got a good. <laughs> racket. My, my, and it's kind of funny, too, because my father went to Seton Hall mm-hmm. and he started up their radio station as you know, the student radio. Oh, get out of here. That's a good that's a good yeah. historical fun fact. Um, oh, it's fantastic! He had a he had a show in Newark, out of out of a um, club out of Newark on the weekends called Bill's Blues Room, and he had all the all the great jazz people would come in, and it was really funny. They would play their main shows and then come in there and jam. Oh, that's rad, man! That's that's, that's pretty really cool. That, that was but not my dad. Good. My dad was at Hooters, but that's fine. Continue. <laughs> But real quick on the Bidens, I'm, the whole money thing, I, unfortunately, I, you know, this is going to be legal 
it's just ugly yeah. and you know you can't stop if if you want to try to you know indict biden for lying you might as well just put the, the gate up around the capitol yeah i know that's a good point <laughs> but i'm just i'm just wondering of all the kids did is navy getting any of that biden money i know that's the thing he, as, as a grandkid, she's not even getting Ukrainian cash. Like, you're not a member of the family until some Chinese energy executive sends you a million bucks. You know what I'm saying? Or at least, or at least give her a shell company. <laughs> <laughs> Time was a grandkid would get some foreign currency from some oligarch. This is no way to treat an American, folks. Uh, and if I, if I could do one more, uh, you know, talking about the MSC, MSNBC morning morons that – the things that I noticed this week, they are trying to deflect um, against the Biden money. And with their, their now they're using their deflection is Clarence Thomas. Yep, I his, saw that. His money is worse. It's it's just hilarious. And then they, they jumped in on Ron DeSantis using that slit throat yep. comment. And they blamed him for any potential violence while they, uh, you know, conveniently yep. forgot about Kathy Griffin holding ahead. Yeah. Know, Listen, the whole or, thing is a food fight and it's stupid and I'm glad you or, see or through Madonna, it. Or Madonna saying she wanted to blow up the White House. Yeah, so. there was there was that. Well, now that's not to take lightly because her last two albums did bomb. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Wally, get, get down to the margarita machine. I'll see you later, brother. We're back after this. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. All things America in play right now. Donnie is out in Gillette, Wyoming. Donnie! Yes, sir. My man. What's happening in Wyoming? That's Dana Perino territory. Yeah, she's a lot further south than me. We're going camping this weekend. Going to go shoot some guns, do a little fishing, you know. Love it. Have some campfires, some s'mores, all that kind of stuff. Oh, now you're talking. That's a that's a home run, man. Uh, campfire yeah. sounds good compared to the dumpster fire we got going in D.C. That's right. That's right. No, I just want to tell you, I think you're wrong. Uh, Joe Biden won a presidency by not showing up. I don't think Trump needs to show up. <laughs> you know, I thought about this, Donnie. It's funny that you say that. That this could be Trump's COVID variant, where he doesn't get to yeah. do as much campaign and maybe he doesn't get himself in as much trouble, and his surrogates yep. make the case for him. Because that's what they did with Biden. I mean, and that's part of the sure. reason they're indicting Trump, is so Biden doesn't have to campaign as much. Guy's not doing any rallies yeah. right now. Yeah, that's right. And if I was Trump, I would do a rally right next door to the debate. <laughs> but this is the one thing I, I think he's going to got to concern himself with is if he's not there, the potential for someone to become like a rising star is much greater than if Trump is there and just dominates the field. Yeah, I just don't think there's anybody other than Tim Scott. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but if I'm you, I forget about all this stuff. Get out to the woods. Go light that fire and live it up, man. 
You know. Oh yeah, I just went down to the store and got my daughter some uh, exploding tannerite targets. So we're gonna blow- <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They sell <laughs> them here at the sporting goods stores. That is a that is amazing. My son Lincoln still hasn't had his tannerite hunting experience. Uh, nor okay. nor will he anytime soon if his mom gets his way. I don't know that it's good for him if we blow hogs into confetti the way it was proposed to us by one of our East Texas listeners. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. My wife's a nurse, and she's on call this weekend, so it's just me and the daughter, and that's oh, it. Oh, good for you. All right, great, well, great weekend. there's going to be hell to pay for the animals in Chilef, Wyoming. <laughs> Go get them, man. Bring us back something nice, okay? All right, thanks. Um, Have a good weekend. Have a great time, Donnie. My best to you and your daughter. Take care. Uh, Gene is in Longview, Texas. He's in East Texas where the Tannerite craze started on the show. What's up, Gene? Hey, Jimmy, what an honor to speak to you, my man. Oh, buddy. It's, uh, the, Just, go ahead. You know, another, uh, last time I called in, I had to speak to somebody with a double IQ, and uh, and I'm also a uh, – trade school attendee, so I think you and I might be on the same level here. <laughs> You're not going to hear any big words in this conversation. Uh, Gene, <laughs> I got 40 seconds till the commercial break. I know you have a Trump take. Give me the goods. Okay, here it is. I, I hate to be biblical here, but it seems like with Trump and the Democrats, the Democrats want to, all they want to do is crucify Trump. Uh, you know, Mm-hmm. No matter what he does, they're going to find faults in it, right or wrong. Yep. That's what they're doing, and they're the most compromised people among us, you know, and that's the scam. I'm glad you see through it, Gene. See, our mediocre moker minds found a conclusion. <laughs> Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom! There it is. A Friday afternoon. The greatest country in the world. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon dishing out some perspective. You know, when you look around and you hear all the things thrown at you about identity politics and the 1%, okay, the fact remains if you live in this country, you, my friend, have hit the lottery. Freedom! Seriously, though. You have American privilege. American privilege. Uh, My stand-up comedy special. You don't know about this because this news won't be made public until next week. But it's going to be shooting October the 13th on Strong Island, where I grew up uh, at the Paramount Theater in Huntington. The tickets are going to go on sale next week. Uh, But my stand-up comedy special is called American Privilege. And it's actually going to just be an hour of real tough love for people who don't get how fortunate they are to live where they do. We're not going to sit here... And listen to you, bad mouth, the United States of America. And that's kind of who we are on this show. We're America's friend. You know what I'm saying? You know when you go to a bar and your friend is, like, out of control, like they're singing Love Shack, it's really off-key, you're like, did he just take his shirt off? we got to get him out of here. <laughs> it's like we're doing things, you know, as a friend. We're trying to help America. Hey, America, you know what? Like, yeah, let's get out of here. Not tonight, pal. Okay, we're very much... In that phase of the conversation, when it comes to the Biden administration, okay, our friend is out of control. Okay, the son has his junk out all over the internet. Okay, yet yeah, not the best, not the best. Okay, the, yes, and you know, you've got the dad sniffing hair and they're selling influence in our government, and it's a very precarious time. What with the attorney general now appointing a special counsel to supposedly look into the Bidens. But the truth is he's 
appointing a special counsel to make it a little harder for people to actually go out, excuse me, and look into the Bidens. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. David Weiss put together the initial plea deal that was so absurd on its face, the judge wouldn't sign off on it. They're now giving David Weiss the full authority of a special special counsel to further investigate the Bidens. Do you understand? This is politics as usual. That guy is there because his investigation can potentially block the other investigations. This is the DOJ interfering against another branch of the government that's trying to get to the bottom of some serious malfeasance by the Bidens. And understand, the Bidens are corrupt. Joe, they're... A, this is all you need to know, okay, as a friend of America. I'm not here saying you got to vote Republican in the next election. That's not my job. That is not my job, man. Okay, but as a friend of America, understand this. Hunter Biden's background, his background, okay, was in doing drugs and in hooking up with actual prostitutes. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. And it is documented, chapter and verse, in his laptop. That's what he was doing with his money. He was getting drugs. He was getting hookers. And the rest of the money he was wasting. But the point is, Hunter Biden didn't have a background in energy, did not have any type of background in any of the industries from which he profited which means the only reason to hire Hunter Biden is because he could connect you to people that impacted the way our government behaved and interacted with your businesses. That's the point of Hunter Biden. There's no reason to give him the money unless he's using it to pay somebody else. So when people say, ah, there's no video of Joe Biden Getting this money? Of course not. That's what Hunter's for. He's the bag man. Okay, when you hear Devin Archer testifying that the Bidens very well leaned on Ukraine to fire a prosecutor after being asked to do so by Burisma, okay, that squares with an actual recording in which Joe Biden is bragging about doing that. You understand? So Joe Biden, you know he's corrupt. I mean, I've played you this clip a thousand times. If there's anybody who hasn't heard it, this buds for you. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. That's Joe Biden bragging about a government quid pro quo. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. He's actually bragging. No, no, I told him you're not getting the billion dollars in foreign aid unless you do what we tell you. That is exactly what they impeached Donald Trump. They impeached Donald Trump. Because he was asking around about that exact conversation. Hey, we were told Biden engaged in some shenanigans with foreign aid to Ukraine. Can we look into that? And the Democrats are like, that's illegal. He's prosecuting a potential political opponent, said the people who then indicted their political opponent four times. Democrats are so full of crap. Do you get it? Trump was impeached because the Democrats wanted you to believe it was a threat to our democracy. 
to indict a political opponent, to dig up dirt on a political opponent, to weaponize the justice system against a political opponent, the same Democrats who said that have now indicted Donald Trump three times with a fourth one coming. Clown stuff. Just straight shamelessness. Clowns. We're living in a death of shame. Okay, the Bidens are compromised. We know that now. Like, we're past the point. Like I said, they told us the laptop was fake. It was real. They told us he didn't talk to his kid about business. That was a lie. They said he didn't talk to his business partners. That was a lie. They told us there was no money from China. That was a lie. Okay? You don't tell all of those lies if you're telling the truth about everything else. Okay? If you're lying about some of it, are you ready for it? You're lying about all of it. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. It's 101. Daniel out in Pendleton, Oregon. Daniel! Yeah, did I lose you, buddy? Ah, Daniel, I was excited. I love Pendleton, Oregon. They gave me whiskey from Pendleton, Oregon. I'll go back to the phones in a second. Uh, I was in Spokane, and that's where the Pendleton crew came down from. And they're like, yeah, Jimmy, we got a bottle of Pendleton whiskey for you. I got a bad feeling about this. To my credit, I had a flight to catch, and I could not drink that whole bottle of whiskey. But, yes, this is a note. Let's stop for a second before I get back into calls, okay? If you're coming to see me at one of these comedy shows, like, and it's really cool and it's flattering that people actually buy a ticket to see you. Do you understand? Most of your adult life as a comedian, you're just opening up for the guy they've actually heard of. So to finally be in this place in the last, like, two years, year and a half even, where people are actually coming because they know who I am and might be interested in seeing me, it's actually a really big deal to me. That being said, okay, because it is a big deal. That being said, you don't have to try and kill me. Okay, everybody who comes out to these shows are like, I'm going to buy you 97 beers. <laughs> Here's a whole entire gallon of whiskey. I'm like, dude, I, it's like, you know, it's cool that we hang out, but we, we don't need it to be the only time we hang out. It'd be okay if we lived and made it home. Uh, the only time I'll write an exception to that rule, okay, Friday night and Saturday night in October, I'm going to Montana, then I'm going to Idaho Falls, and I will be free of any adult responsibility for 72 hours. You're going to be a part of an actual Amish rum springer. We can burn it to the ground. Like you're renting me as a party clown. You guys can do whatever you want with me. We got 72 hours before I have to get back to New York and convincingly play an adult on TV again. But Friday night, the 27th, it's the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana. Slam it and let's get nuts. Saturday night, the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. I posted this on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Not only, not only do I expect all of you to show up to that show and get rowdy, but I expect you to join me in Bear World the next day. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? We are. We're due for a we're due for a Bear World trip. The last time I was there, I was with Jenny and Lincoln. It was amazing. The great Grace Latham gave us a phenomenal tour. I'll never forget it for as long as I live, but I'd love to go back and bring a Fox radio audience and just get rowdy and hang out with the Bears. Uh, Kevin's up in Utica. We hang out with them all the time. Kevin! Yes, sir. My man. I appreciate my call. Oh, I'm, thanks. I'm uh, looking forward to your show. Oh! Coming up Veterans Day. Yes, that's Kennedy and I at the Stanley Theater. That's going to be a swanky one. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Oh, my man. Thank hey, you. Hey, look, I want... Yeah, I wanted to make a point. I remember watching an interview with Biden when they were asking him about the charges and getting money from Ukraine. And, you know, he got in his little creepy, whispery voice. Uh-huh. Where's the money? Where's the money? <laughs> you know, real arrogant, yeah. you know. 
he knows where the money is, and he knows that they hit it well. Mm-hmm. So that's the only point I wanted to make. Well, it's a, it's a good point. Is like everybody keeps trying to say, well, you don't have like Biden holding a briefcase full of cash. That's the whole point of Hunter's existence in this deal. And they wouldn't give Hunter the money unless they knew his dad was involved. That's why Hunter gets his dad on the phone. It's a proof of life video. It's like if you're negotiating for a hostage, you need to know he's alive before you send the money. You dig? Well, so they, they well put hopefully you- he remembers where the money is. Yeah, well, that's the other problem. But that's also why Hunter's there, so they don't forget where they buried it in the backyard. Uh, Kevin, you get it, but it's it's they're corrupt. I mean, there's no way to look at this and not think they're corrupt. Like, do you have a is there a, is a, a shadow, a scintilla of doubt in your brain right now? Not one. They just keep poking us in the eye and telling us, yeah. look the other way. You know? <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, it's so true. Well, I'm glad you get it, man. You get a chicken riggy on me in November, okay, pal? All right, brother. <laughs> be well, look Kevin. Forward to having me. Oh, yep, it's gonna be later. great. We'll see you there. The great Kevin and Utica. Yes, we're going to be at the Stanley Theater. That's November the 11th. It's Kennedy and myself. It is technically the final stop on this version of the Laughs and Liberty Tour in 2023. That's the last date on that tour because I have a lot of solo dates on my own in between um, that you'll all be welcome to be a part of. Um, But right now we go down to Gulf Shore, Alabama. Gulf Shore is where Daniel is on the line. Yo, Daniel! Hey, Jimmy, what's up, girl? You name it, girlfriend. All kinds of things going on. Uh, All right. It's Friday in Alabama, which means that you guys started drinking three hours ago. That being said, go ahead. (laughs) I'm a postman. I'll start drinking in about three hours. All right, fair. I knew it was coming, though. I knew one way or the other you you were going to get together with the bar. Uh, When you're done with your route today, what's your advice for Donald Trump on these debates? I, I don't think he should go. I, I think the field's too crowded. Uh-huh. I think he should wait until it's, you know, two or three. It's narrowed down a little bit, and then he can throw some punches more deliberate. He Ooh. gets up there now, and he's got to, you know, throw 15 punches. Ooh. He waits a little while. He's only got to throw three. You know, it's fascinating because I completely disagreed, but every call we've taken on this issue disagrees with me. But isn't that healthy? You don't get that in talk radio anymore. Usually if you disagree, the guy calls you a dope and throws you off the phone. (laughs) Down here they just throw you off the pier and hope the sharks eat you. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yes, you guys lead the league in dock fights this week. It's impressive stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, you saw that in Montgomery? Yeah, that was pretty funny stuff, right? Uh, you know, yeah, that, that was that's hilarious. But don't you think, okay, as an Alabama guy, and I, maybe you guys still have fistfights down there. In New York, we don't have them. We just have, like, shootings and stabbings. Don't you think it'd actually, in a weird way, be safer if we brought back fistfights? Uh, we would be. Yeah. There'd be less death. Uh, how about it? Thank you. I mean, more black eyes, but not as many people would be dying. And you get the point across, you go home, you shake hands the next day, and you have a beer. This is this is what it's come to. I never thought I'd find myself on the radio in adult life talking to millions of people calling for fistfights. But I think we need a national day of fistfighting to take the edge off in this country. Well, I'm gonna... That's how we settled it in high school, Jimmy. Thank you. And then we were friends I afterwards. Mean, go ahead. We took... We didn't have metal detectors. We took we had gun racks in the back of our trucks driving to high school every day. Wow. Nobody ever got hurt. That is amazing. Listen, we had a couple of racks in the back of our cars too, but they belonged to young women. Uh, but let's stay on <laughs> let's stay on message here, Daniel. It's Friday. Stay on the point. Uh, stay on the point. Good, I got gotcha. you. Good stuff, my man. We'll do it again. All right, girl. Have a good day. You have too. a good weekend. My man. Get off my phone, you dope. That that type of radio. We don't do that. See, Daniel disagreed with me. We had a fabulous time. Remember, America, you have to agree. 
Why would you? What's the point of the show if we just all sit here and preach to the choir and yell at the choir? Come on, man. We're having a real conversation here. If you think Trump should go to the debates, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of on your side because I think he needs to be on stage. I think the omnipotent superpower, you know, heavyweight champion of politics, Donald Trump, would be immune to these attacks, would want to make the case for himself. But if you disagree with me, I welcome that dissent, and I get why you would. Because, I mean, in truth, this is where we are right now in the campaign. Most of the guys are polling at 1% or less than 1%, and their only hope of gaining traction is Trump getting into a fight with them and elevating their profile. Like right now, Chris Christie's on TV all the time, but it's not changing his poll numbers. People are just looking at him. and That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I mean, there's a little bit of that going on. You know, the truth is he's not gaining any real traction. Yes, any network will book you if you'll call Trump names. That's why everybody over at CNN and MSNBC spent, you know, a year telling you Corey Lewandowski was the devil. And then the minute he quit the Trump campaign, they couldn't fight to hire him fast enough. And that happens with anybody who leaves. Look at Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, as Trump's former lawyer, was considered the worst man alive. Then when he left Trump's orbit, they were like, come on down. That's the that's the ruse here. Trump's the worst guy in the world. But when he says you're fired, every one of these other networks say you're hired. And then they try to tell you that they've been impartial this whole entire time. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. The show that solves problems the old fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at three o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A special counsel has been appointed to investigate the Bidens. It's no way to treat a family that's visited all nine wonders of the world. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Daniel was not all there when we went to him on the line earlier. Let's try him again. Daniel! Jimmy, what's up, baby? Happy Friday. I know. I was just I was just smack-talking the Pendleton crowd for bringing too much whiskey to my show, but I still love you guys. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, I just want to change the name to Joe Bryben or the <laughs> Bryben family. And <laughs> I can't solid. wait for the debate. I know Trump just wants to build up the excitement. He'll be there. And the highlight is when Christie attacks and then tr- Trump does the turn away in the eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. But all he has to do is say, here's an analogy, because you're a bright guy. Remember Hussein Bolt? Well, Bolt was, was looking, looking to the side and slowing down with five meters to go. Trump did that well with all the shit, the special counsel and Mueller and all the crap. Imagine if he didn't have all that hate on him. He yep. needs to say that. I hope the guy he's listening, but he did a hell of a job. It's just No, I dig that. I I, spot on. Let's go on offense. It's time to go on offense, Daniel. You get it. Swing away, as they say. And I just lost your cell phone signal. But happy Friday, brother. Have a great weekend wherever the hell they find you. Uh, Daniel, he wants Trump to get, you know, he wants Trump to get out there, you know, with a straight game face on that sort of thing. You've got to get mad. Okay, that's what he wants. And he may get it. Trump shows up. I, I don't think. Given the number of indictments, Trump will have been indicted four times by the time this debate goes down. I don't think with the whole world watching 
in an election where 65 percent of voters don't want Trump and Biden to run against each other again. I don't think if you're either of these guys, you want to give away the spotlight for one night in front of 25, 30 million people if the numbers get that high. I think Trump needs to be there and go on offense. You're welcome to disagree in the next hour. We're going to discuss it. Mike Vecchione is going to be here, superstar comedian, one of the stars of my new documentary, Moon Landing Factor Fiction. Did we land on the moon? I can't give you the definitive answer. No spoilers. You're going to have to find out for yourself when you watch it. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Okay, I get that a lot. Don't think you hurt my feelings. I don't have any. Back in the next hour on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, it is. And this is the last sober hour you're getting out of me, America. It is Friday. I am not on your TV. I am heavily invested in my own backyard. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Yes, if you care and you need to know, uh, you know we always have Emily Campagno on every Tuesday. Well, she's going to be rocking out with Jenny tomorrow in the yard uh, back on Strong Island. This could be a problem. For the neighbors anyway, but buckle up because this is the last fleeting moment. Uh, after this, I'm, I'm going to be an honorary Biden the next time you guys hear from me. If you catch me on social media this weekend, I know I am behind uh, on a lot of Facebook messages on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I am going to dive into all of them this weekend. Believe it. Uh, Just, you know, (laughs) don't show up with any high expectations of me having any communication skills whatsoever. Do you speak any English? Not tomorrow I won't. But right now for the next hour, fastest growing radio show in America, if we're doing this by weight, uh, we are with you for one more hour. 888-788-9910. We were talking about the Biden special counsel, and we were talking about whether or not Donald Trump should participate in the final, uh, in the first GOP primary debate, which will be right here on the Fox News Channel on August the 23rd. Uh, Gary, down in North Carolina, that's barbecue country. Gary! Hey, man. Love your show. Oh, thanks, uh, love you, too. Oh, buddy. Um, Actually, I I think of you as the new Rush. Whoa! Um, stop it. Yeah. Well, I ain't making uh, I ain't making Rush money, and I do not have talent on loan from God. But I do know a guy named Jesus who sells stolen flat screen TVs in the Bronx, and that's not nothing. Look, man, I, I'm afraid we're not looking at this rationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we indict Biden, if we get Biden on mm-hmm. everything he's guilty of. Then we've we've got Kamala following up, so a lose lose situation. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Listen, nobody nobody wants to deal with a president Kamala Harris, but I don't actually think the impeachment would result in Biden being removed from office. I think what the impeachment could could succeed in doing is getting us to a place of agreement on the Bidens being a corrupt entity and him just not running again. I don't, you know, right. because, again, what it really looks like from here is I, there, I don't believe there's a moment out there where somebody handed Joe Biden money. I believe they operated within a gray area of the law in which their son could sell influence and make a lot of money he had no business making overseas because Biden was in turn, you know, giving them some access. You know, I don't know where it ends, but I know he's absolutely positively guilty of lying to us. But yes, right. fair question to ask, because a President Kamala, 
I mean, man, we've been through a lot as a country. I don't know that we have a few months of that in us. Like, if it was going to come to that, I think they have to drag this impeachment out till the very end. Oh, yeah, I got you. Uh, One last and when you come into North Carolina? You know, Gary, here's the deal. I'm dying to get down there, and we're going to announce a bunch of dates in the spring of next year, and that's when I'm going to be down there to answer your question. Uh, but the wardrobe department is fighting against me going to Carolina because of the barbecue. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's a – I, the uh, idea of me in Carolina with a fork and a knife for 72 hours could cost this network $20,000 in wardrobe budget. And you got to think of stuff like that when you run a cable news network, you see? Well, so, we, we love you, and we'd love for you to come on down, man. I'm coming. You just got to – you're going to be in charge of keeping the side dishes out of my mouth. They said I can have as much protein as I want, but I got to stay away from the mac and cheese and the sweet potatoes and everything else, okay? You and me both. I'm just <laughs> getting out triple bypass. Oh, man. Well, we'll hold it together down there. And, and my guess is, if I could give you an honest guess – I think it's going to be March or April. When my book comes out, that's when they're going to send me on tour, and you'll hear about it right here on the show. So get your game face on, brother. I'll be there. My man. You have a great weekend, Gary. I'll see you soon. Gary in North Carolina says, I got to come down and eat some barbecue. Listen, man, we're at that place again where I got a lot of TV work coming up, so they have the guy following me around who knocks the food out of my mouth. Put that cookie down now. Everywhere I go, he just follows me. Last night I'm doing Hannity. And when Hannity does a live audience show, you guys need to know this. Like, Sean is, he's a very first-class dude. What I mean by a first-class dude is everybody that's involved in that production feels special, okay? He's got fine craft services. Like, this isn't called for, you understand? You work at a TV network, you go to the green room, there is going to be, like, food and snacks and, you know, real fruits and stuff. And it's actually very nice. I mean, it's TV. It's pretty a lot fancier than anything I come from. You know, I'm used to performing in, like, meth labs. He's like, be like, move out of the way. You're blocking the light. I can't find a vein. And that's the owner of the club, you understand. I don't come from anything fancy. So I am blown away by what we're doing here in TV land. But Sean goes above and beyond, and he has it catered. And it's whatever he's feeling. You know, if Sean wants Chick-fil-A, there's 500 Chick-fil-A products in that green room. If they want some type of burger, look out world. Well, last night they went to Sarge's, which is the best deli in the history of New York City. It's over on 37th and 3rd in the Murray Hill area. Uh, It was originally owned by a cop, hence the name Sarge's. And I've been going there since I was a child. Like I was going there in high school and middle school when we used to sneak into the city. Like tell our parents we were going to a birthday party. We'd have 20 bucks to our name and we'd take off for Manhattan. I'm not even kidding. kidding. And uh, we used to go to Sarge's on the east side. of some of the best food you ever eat in your life. And so last night I walk into Hannity and they have Sarge's. Like it's amazing. It's like a, a weird dream. Like I had a dream I was on cable news on the longest running show in the history of cable news. And they somehow were catering it by the place I used to go to in high school. It was a bizarre dream, but there it was. And uh, I get on the set. Dagan McDowell is there and Brian, Brian Brenberg is there. And Ted Cruz is on last night. Tudor Dixon is in the house. And there's all of this elaborate, magnificent Sarge's. And it's like, you know what a dog does with a tennis ball? If you throw it, he's going to chase it. So I walk in, I saw the actual sergeants like my you know when your dog registers a scent and like i lunged for it and it was like the like a shock collar went off like someone literally stepped between me and the sergeant and was like um yo fatso uh you have a special coming out you got a couple of tv shows you got those you can't actually have the sergeants 
And I got no Sarge's. It's a real thing. So I held it together. I kept up appearances. But the point is it's Friday now. And I'm off the grid. I'm not on TV at all. Not at all. The tonight, tomorrow, you're on your own. I got work to do on another high, high uh, top secret project that is going to be announced next week. But the point is you won't see me on your TV. I am off the grid. I have an Amish rum springer. I've got about 48 hours to do whatever the hell I want. So it is all fueled uh, by the week we had. So if you were a part of it, I thank you. But we've got a couple of questions left down in Tyler, Texas. The KTBB listeners are fired up right now. They haven't finished cooking their brisket yet. They're still doing the talk radio thing. Let's go to Chris and Tyler. Yo, Chris. Jimmy, how are you today? You know, East. I'm I'm in an East Texas state of mind with all the barbecue talk. I don't, I don't even know why I ask you how you are. I've been listening to how you are. I know you are, like, <laughs> over the moon right now because this is <laughs> – it's like insane. the greatest Friday of the whole week. <laughs> it's going on, Chris. It's going down. The minute I get out of here, uh, my Bronco is parked strategically facing east, and I didn't park it at Fox the way I normally do. I parked it two avenues over, so it'll be closer to the Midtown Tunnel. Like, there's a real uh, strategy to this. And, yes, it's about to get nuts yeah. when this is over. Uh, I tell you, I love those Broncos. They're just they're just gorgeous creatures. Oh, yeah, they're good ones. Uh, I'm t- we're taking Emily cruising on Long Island tomorrow. And that uh, sounds like fun. yeah, it's a win, man. If you buy a plane ticket, there's always room for you. Well, you know, I haven't been up there in a long time. I, I had a cousin live there in Midtown Manhattan. I used to go all the time, every spring break from high school and college, man. Oh. I just love being out there and running the subway and eating pizza every two blocks. <laughs> that, that city is made for a teenage boy. You know? Yes, you that, buy buy that. a couple of slices here, walk a few more blocks, buy a couple of slices. Hey, here's oh, a gyro spot. So good. Let's grab a gyro good for you it's so, it is it's so true it's such a good on foot city especially these days if you know how to use a weapon it's a great city to visit <laughs> you just gotta be hey, re- you, you gotta be hard cop i'm packing right now but... <laughs> a boy i love it so, um, um so i have to i have to ask i haven't really heard anybody but how much and i'm not going to say he can't be involved he has to be involved at some point how involved was Bar- Barack Obama in all this? Was he getting a cut? Maybe he's the actual big guy Ooh. because we already know that Joe is taking half of Bi- uh, Hunter's, Hunter's money. money. Ooh. And then, two, nobody has talked about how the heck does uh, Biden have these you know, multi-million dollar mansions on his, um, mm-hmm. on his government salary? Well, yeah, there's no – What's the timeline of him buying all of these? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, the Biden situation, just start there. The government salary he's pulled for the last 30 years would not make him remotely close to being capable of the wealth he has accumulated. So there is an outside source of revenue, whether it's the Hunter money or not. My guess is it's the Hunter money. But the guy has a hell of a whole lot more money than someone of his means should. So that's interesting. The Obama thing is we know at the very least these guys visited the Obama White House, not the Biden White House, the Obama White House, 36 times that we know of. Now, if they were announced as friends, that means they could have visited 200 times and they just and they just logged the visit different. So I don't know. Seriously, I don't know if Obama was financially involved, but I know on some level he's connected to it at the very least because they were in his White House. And the president doesn't have all these people coming and going if he doesn't know what they're doing there. Again, it's not, you know, Joe Biden doesn't live at the White House. Obama does. So this is not the Naval Observatory. So it's interesting. Right. And I think when you realize the level to which they went to kill the Hunter Biden laptop so it couldn't even be discussed means there's a lot more to discuss there than what we're being told. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, 
you know, retired law enforcement officer. It just it just drives me crazy to see a case being just kind of stepped over yep. politely. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to dig. Well, I mean, let me ask you this, because the analysis I was kind of dishing out earlier is, you know, when you're working in law enforcement and you're questioning someone in relation to a crime, when you guys notice glaring, obvious lies, isn't that the tell that this might be a guy who's linked to the bad deed? Exactly. And when, when you've asked, because during the course of an interview, you're going to ask somebody the same thing several times, but in different ways. And yep. you're going to note that the answers, if they're consistent, he's probably telling the truth. But there's always the exactly little tells. Mm-hmm. You know, the story changes, the story changes yep. little by little by little. And, and that's exactly what we've gotten from the White House on at first. No, I was never I never talked to him. My dad was a dentist. Mm-hmm. Do you think I know a whole lot about dentistry being a, a cop? No, not mm-hmm. really. But I go to lunch with him all the time. We talk about his work. We talk about cop work. Mm-hmm. We'd sit with other dentists. They'd talk about dental stuff. And I'd sit there and just kind of nod my head and drool. <laughs> um, my brother's a dentist, so, you know, it's kind of the same thing. But we discuss business to some extent every single time. Yep. So there's no way in hell unless he just never spoke to his son about anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting on a plane together for, you know, 13-hour trip across the ocean, mm-hmm. you are going to talk about I'll, I'll, everything in your life. A billion percent. And if you are not involved in your dad's business, I highly doubt you're going to call into his business meetings on more than 20 occasions. Correct. And that's everything you need to know. So it's like there's going to be a big battle now to try to obstruct this investigation through a special counsel and, you know, the media is – it's really funny to watch this because it went from there was no business, there was no laptop, to fine, there's business, there's a laptop, there's bank transfers, but you don't have a video of him handing the money to Joe. It's like they've really contorted themselves to make this, you know, to deny this. But I think oh, we're yeah. past the point of knowing, you know, any right. casual investigation would tell you that these guys did something. And I, I want to give kudos to the uh, other caller a few minutes ago who uh, – decided we should call them the bribins i love that <laughs> so, it's, it's all there in one little word two little syllables yeah <laughs> it works perfectly you don't have to phonetically get it wrong and you know the best part about it is yeah you know joe at some point is going to have a freudian slip and say the bribins because he's always screwing yeah. up names <laughs> yeah so, so let, let me let me just say this i don't drink so uh have a beer for me oh a thousand percent have some east texas barbecue <laughs> i'll have several for you uh, happy, happy friday brother you, you're the best chris i'll see you soon there he goes the great chris says have a beer for you uh dude done <laughs> we'll have a, a beer all kinds of things will be had mike vacchione is on deck we're back after this call in now we're excited to hear from you who the this this is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. fox across america with your radio buddy jimmy Fallon. did america land on the moon oh i don't know but my new documentary moon landing fact or fiction it is part of the fox files which are streaming now on Fox Nation. So if you see those commercials on TV this week, somebody just texted me a minute ago 
saying there's a did you know there's a serious guy pushing a documentary on Fox News who's impersonating you? Because uh, the commercials are kind of like straight faced. I mean, you'll, I'm still wearing a leopard print jacket because I'm a circus clown. Uh, but the commercials have run all over the network this week uh, for this special. And we filmed it, I mean, everywhere. We were in L.A., we were in Florida. We were in Wapakoneta, Ohio, home of the Neil Armstrong Museum. Jim Jordan's in the documentary. So we were in the Rayburn Building at the Capitol interviewing him. We went to William Shatner's house and interviewed Captain Kirk. It was really, it was a wild time. And if you watch it, you'll laugh because we always make fun of me and how much I eat and gain weight and everything. Uh, I vary. My weight varies by 30 pounds during the course of that documentary. I'm not even kidding. If you go and watch it and you see the section where I'm interviewing Jim Jordan, um, I look like the lead in a Chris Farley biopic. And I mean like last week of the movie. I don't look like a young Chris Farley. Uh, I mean a mess. Like an if you actually see the clip, my goodness gracious, it is a lot. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You all fat f- look at you. But we're doing good now. Like we're pulling it together. So by the end of the documentary, I was actually like pretty presentable on camera. You're not telling me the truth. All right, whatever. Well, it's better than usual, but it's called Moon Landing Factor Fiction. It's streaming now. And the reason I dove into this particular conspiracy, which has been around forever, or at least as far back as when we hired Stanley Kubrick to pretend we landed on the moon. I kid. Uh, But people distrust the government now at a higher level than they ever have. And so it was really interesting to go down that hole because it takes you to a better time in this country where there was this collective investment in a greater good that actually inspired us to win the space race. We pulled our resources and 400,000 people got all their know-how and their hustle and their elbow grease and they went out and made this thing happen and actually won the space race. And the fact that Russia formally conceded and congratulated us on winning the space race is not something they would have done had they not known that we made it there. He knows what he's talking about. People overlook that a lot, but we didn't convincingly fake a moon landing and Russia go, ah, they beat us. Believe me, they scrutinized it from every turn. But there are a lot of reasons to question things you know, uh, especially as it pertains to the moon landing, because it's just that spectacular of an achievement. So one of the guests that's going to be joining us in the next break was one of the panelists in the documentary, Mike Vecchione. You've probably seen him on The Tonight Show a bunch of times. Uh, he's always touring with the David Tells of the world. And, you know, he's been on every late night show you can think of. He's a world-class comic. But like me, we're trained to question everything because that's where you find things that are funny. That's where you find an observation that a room full of strangers will agree with you on because they're like, yeah, we never thought of it that way. And that's kind of why you bring along some comics. Yeah, we had rocket scientists and people who knew what they were talking about. But sometimes knowing what you're talking about isn't always fun. Isn't that why you turn into this show in the first place? (laughs) You got the one radio host you're smarter than. You're welcome. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, folks, if you're walking the streets of Baltimore, Maryland this weekend and you feel a buzz in the air, it's not just the fact that you're always within 10 feet of a drug raid by federal narcotics agents. It's that over at Port Comedy, 
uh, pound for pound, as good, as hunky of a comedian as we're ever going to have in this country will be taking the stage. Uh, he is the star of our new Moon Landing documentary, Moon Landing Fact or Fiction. I'm the host, but he is the star. Comedy super hunk Mike Vecchione in the house. Hey, man. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Baltimore, Maryland. I mean, you. Baltimore. Why is your agent so mad at you? I think she missed the wire, and she wanted me to go investigate. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to change my name to Omar just for the gig. So they'd be like, Omar coming. (laughs) Omar Vecchione is on the line. He joins us. Rest in peace, Omar. Rest in peace, the original Omar. Yeah, the late, great Omar. Um, You're down in Baltimore. Uh, There's obviously probably, it's almost impossible for you to walk down the street without someone talking to you about the moon landing, Doc, right? Yeah, the moon landing, I can't wait. I can't wait to tell everybody that it could be fake or it could be real. You have to watch the show. <laughs> no, there's no spoilers, Mike Vecchione. <laughs> no. We're not giving I, us I away. I'm right into it. I'm clickbait. I'm walking clickbait, Jimmy. Y- yeah, you are. So when we, after we spoke and you had your star turn in the documentary, it's you, Kennedy, and DC Benny, uh, I actually talked to a guy who is, according to him, on a CIA kill list because he knows the truth about the moon landing. Now, my question to you, Mike Vecchione, Right. How does one go about finding out they're on a CIA kill list? I would think they would kill you rather than just tell you and say you got to get right. in the queue, right? Well, they have to leak it first so that um, some media organization can make money off of the controversy. And then it's better if you just quietly disappear, probably by a drone. <laughs> Drones are uh, is that drone or um, I, I think the way to kill somebody now is faulty vape. <laughs> so it looks like an accident. It's a millennial way to die, Jimmy. The uh, vapes are the new drones. <laughs> a drone vape. A drone that flies up, and you go, "Oh, this is a friendly drone. It's actually a vape." And then you vape it. It's poison. You die. Wow, that's how we got the rest of the Bin Laden family. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> this, this, this is how hot on the scent we get in Moon Landing Factor Fiction. We oh, learned about God. alternative means of government kill lists. That's what it took. You know, I talked yeah. to, uh, by the way, uh, William. The government Sh- used to work for us, Jimmy. The yeah. government used to work for us. Now no. it's trying to kill us. No, no, we're in a different. We're in a different world now. We're in the Tom Cruise Minority Report f- portion. You know, there is a Hollywood writer strike. So what happened is the story kind of lost its way, and yes, now they're just trying to kill us, according to you, with vapes. I don't know. <laughs> we really got to end the strike. I think it should be specific. I want it. If I'm going to die and the government's going to kill me, I would like your tax dollars. Yeah. To go towards my death. No, it's 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 the right thing to do. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's only fair. You know, when they give you those options at the checkout counter now. Do you want to donate a dollar to this? You know, when you're at like right. the grocery store. Do you guys yeah. want to donate a dollar to killing Mike Vecchio? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of killing, I'll be at the Port Comedy Club yes! in Baltimore this week. Yes, he will. Port Comedy, <laughs> Friday night, Saturday nights, the twelfth and the thirteenth. <laughs> These That's are hot shows. And tomorrow. These are hot shows. You can go see Mike Vecchione in person. And, uh, you know, it's a touch the hem of his garment, as they say. Touch the hem of his T-shirt. You know, this stuff matters. Hey, but at the end of the set, I'm going to I'm gonna reveal what we talk about, like the conclusions we came to at the <laughs> moon, at, for the moon documentary. Very controversial. You're going to be on a government watch list, so yeah. you can have plenty of eyeballs on these shows, whether you can see them or not. Is another story. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, all right, let's let's have some fun uh, because when after we spoke, okay, I interviewed William Shatner, Captain Kirk, 
who was oh pre- who was pre- pretending to go to the outer space long before NASA got into it. And right. um, he says we didn't go. We were just saying it to get laid. And now understand, like, you know, you've been in town during Fleet Week when guys walk into a bar in sailor costumes and they right. literally have to beat the women away like a zombie movie. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with his analysis that if you're walking into a bar as an astronaut, you're going to score pretty easily? I think it's uh, a foregone conclusion that you're going to score. But I love his Hollywood take on it. You know what I mean? It's all about getting women. It's all about this and that. That's how you can tell. And no disrespect to him. He's he's a legend. Uh But it's like the Hollywood version of being an astronaut. It's like you're just doing it to get women. you got to look at it that way. In true Hollywood form, you're going to the moon (laughs) because they see it as a giant rock. It's a rock. They're going to chop it up with a razor. They're going to... But Shatner's an actor, Jimmy, and he would get to the moon and be like, where is my green room? (laughs) What is this? I asked for bottled water. It's not... There is no water here. How does life get sustained, even? (laughs) What is this? It's like a fire festival. They went to the moon. There were no amenities, and that's why they didn't (laughs) go back. So maybe that answers the question of why we didn't go back. We sent actors the first time, and they were very underwhelmed. (laughs) I know. I mean, at least send the stuntman or the stand-in first to see if it's okay. (laughs) God, Jimmy, they don't get it. People don't get it. No, they don't. Do you do all your own stunts at the Port Comedy this weekend, Friday, Saturday? I I will. I, I actually do a cartwheel onto the stage. I love Which that about the uh, most flamboyant way to enter into uh, <laughs> a show. Him, they call him the Ozzie Smith of comedy. He runs <laughs> onto the field and does a backflip by the shortstop position. <laughs> I cannot do a back. I'm not that athletic, but a cartwheel, I can handle. If I stretch, I can do it. Yeah. You know what's so funny about this? Like, uh, to get into for one second, Ozzie Smith played with Keith Hernandez. So, so Keith Hernandez, as you, uh, as you probably remember, he got in a lot of trouble for doing cocaine as a Major League Baseball right. player. Yeah. And they used to deny in St. Louis that he was doing cocaine. <laughs> Meanwhile, the shortstop was literally running onto the field and doing backflips out of the dugout. <laughs> These guys don't have too much energy. Why would anybody think that? Some guys were on steroids. Some guys were on cocaine. Okay, Jimmy, you're gonna you're gonna corner them either way. I guess there's no right move to make. <laughs> Damned if you do. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would think these guys have more energy. Uh, just because they're doing <laughs> backflips onto the field doesn't mean. Come on, Mike Becky. This is the kind of crack analysis, though, that solves a moon landing hoax. It's I was telling the audience yeah. before you came on. As comics, we're trained to notice things that that you know they work with an audience because we found a truth that no one probed. That's kind right. of how jokes work. So here's yeah. one. Last night, I, I was in the green room here at Fox having a talk about things I've learned since this documentary finished shooting. Okay, right. This is worth. We didn't talk about this one when, when I interviewed you. Okay, the moon is 238,000 miles from here, about 238,900 miles. That's how far away it is, okay? Right. Do you know the space shuttles that we started flying like 20 years later and all of these like SpaceX rockets? Do you know how far they go? They only go 100 miles into the atmosphere. So at a time when we're going 100 miles up, maybe 200 if we're lucky, we are to believe we went 238,000 miles up in 1969. Doesn't it seem a little weird that we're only going up 100 miles now? Can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. Um, When you made this discovery in the green room as you were talking it out, 
Did your coffee cup fall to the ground and shatter into a million pieces? But yes, yes, but yes, but only because I was doing a backflip as I ran onto the set of Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> it was me and Keith Hernandez, and he just announced <laughs> us, and we ran onto the field. Yeah. I don't want to accuse you of doing cocaine, Jimmy, but it sounds like you're playing over your head right I, now. I would be unbearable on drugs. <laughs> like even that's why I can't even drink a Red Bull because I talk too much anyway and i just i wouldn't know what to do with the extra energy but yeah there were weird so it doesn't add up the space shuttle only went 100 miles the mm-hmm. moon is 238,000 miles mm-hmm. and so it's impossible it was done in a it was done in a studio Ooh, moon landing factor fiction part 2 starring mm. mike vecchione just when we thought we solved it uh, uh, really quickly while you're there we have someone with real expertise we have a caller uh, whose father worked on the moon landing mission, and he wants to throw something at us. Do you can can we grant permission, Mike Vecchione, to take the call? Yeah, absolutely. Watch this. Neil is in Rome, New York. Yo, Neil. How you doing, Jimmy? He didn't actually work for NASA. It was RADC. Okay. And it was a uh, laser development. Ooh. And that target that they. Um, um, so they were doing. Let me just jump in. He was laser development. So they were doing hair removal for the astronauts. Um. Yeah, and my father could prove it because he was as bald as I am. <laughs> so he was good. This guy had skills. All right, we just want the, we just wanted the qualification. So tell us what you know, and thank you for sharing it. It uh, they were in the development of lasers, and it was on a big table. But uh, in the early morning hours, I went with them one time. The uh, engineer was there, him and another technician. They get the thing up and running, and then they you know they would uh, hit the target on the moon. Wow. You know, that was a way, uh, you know, for long-range uh, to, uh, development. To measure? Are they, they were, what are they doing when they hit a target on the moon? Are they measuring distance? What are they trying to calibrate? Yeah, well, look, you know, I really I, I, I really couldn't say with 100% certainty, but uh, okay. I would say that was part of it. Okay. There's probably other aspects that, uh, you know, are on a need-to-know basis. But, yeah. You know, the bottom line is uh, that target had to, you know, it had to be installed uh so and uh, it wasn't just you know wasn't just dropped off by a yeah. uh, uh, you know an alien. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not ruling that out. Uh, but let me let me ask you really quick then. So they were shooting a laser at the moon from Earth. The company your dad worked right. for. Interesting. Right. Mike Vecchione. Mike Vecchione, do you know any laser shooters in your line of work? Um, I think that is super interesting that back then they were shooting lasers at the moon. Yeah, they were. So let me ask you this by the by chance, Neil. OK, because I I this is fascinating intel. Your dad didn't actually work on the set of Buck Rogers, did he? That's, I can't. That's privilege. <laughs> uh, Neil, <laughs> did he have a little robot? You can't even reveal that, Jimmy. <laughs> Neil. Neil, so, you, no, was it a, was was it a contractor? Was you, was your father working for a no, company no, that was no. a a he contractor? For the government. Ooh. He worked for the government. Oh wow! Uh, it was at Griffiths Air Force Base. At the, oh yeah! And it was called Rome Air Development Center, R-E-D-C. Yeah. Did he, was, he? But uh, he didn't have a he didn't have a tiny coworker who said beady beady beady. I can't talk about that either, <laughs> Neil. Neil, if your dad is Buck Rogers and you've been withholding this from the audience this whole time, this is an outrage. I will have you banned from Fat Cats the next time I'm up. I kid. Fascinating. But, Neil, really quickly then, before we let you go, uh, you are emphatic, though. You do believe we went to the moon, right? 
Uh, absolutely. Okay. I am, because I gave the guy a role in my documentary, Bart Sabrell, the guy who says he's on the CIA kill list, I'm going to yeah. give him a Friday on the show before the end of the summer, and he's going to make the case for why we didn't go. And everybody who has intel on going, I want to call in, obviously, and challenge the guy one way or the other. Uh, but he's, gotcha. not, he's not an enemy. He comes in peace, just so you're clear. Uh, but if he oh, finds oh, out oh, your dad's man. Buck Rogers, that might change everything. So no promises. Well, you know, no problem. Good stuff. Hey, Go ahead. Wait to see you and uh, Kennedy. Oh, well, yeah, everybody feels that way till the show starts. But I'm kidding. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I'll see you in November, Neil. You're the best. There he goes. So Mike Bye, Vecchione. Neil. Bye, Neil. Mike Vecchione, uh, Neil's dad was shooting lasers at the moon. Which, I mean, Eric is our engineer. Just, Mike, let me get Eric to weigh in here. Eric, because Eric knows things. He's, like, scientifically tuned in. Eric, why are we shooting lasers at the moon? I would think for range finding. Trying to measure distance? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it would make sense that we'd be shooting. Okay. Yeah, we actually left mirrors on the moon when we went, and they still do it today. Oh, is that true? Yep. That's funny. I didn't know. All right, so that's why I you thought get you left mirrors on the moon because everyone who goes there is a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a hair and makeup team up there just waiting for the next guy to land for the, for the selfie. I mean, nothing would surprise me. Um, Lou, hold on, is in Utica, New York, and Lou is building a rocket. Lou, is this true? Uh, yes, I actually have it partially built. Okay, now... Go ahead. You're not working for, like, a government entity like you're building a homemade rocket? Yes. Oh, you're homemade. the greatest. This is amazing. So tell us about this rocket. This is amazing. Well, I've been in the rocketry as a hobby for over 30 years. I'm an old geezer. Uh-huh. And uh, I got kind of jealous of Mr. Bezos having a monopoly on space uh-huh. and taking uh, uh, Mr. Kirk up. So I decided to build my own rocket. It's uh-huh. going to be about 15 feet tall. Well, four and a half feet in diameter. Uh-huh. It'll take me up about eighteen hundred feet. I can't go all the way to the moon. I haven't got enough fuel. <laughs> I love this though. <laughs> but you just did a do-it-yourself rocket. Yes, it's. I was a physics major in college. That's amazing. To be a teacher, and uh, it's really not as. It's it's difficult to build, but it's not really all that difficult. I got people volunteering to ride in it already, and it's not built. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, have you heard about the guy who built his own submarine and went to the Titanic last month? Yes, he killed himself. He did. Uh, I'm not. Yes, but I tell I tell my people that if they fly, they take their life in their own hands. Yeah, clearly. Uh, but that's right. that's intense. Well, Lou, you let me know when the launch is. You're certainly going to get coverage on WIBX thanks to this show. And uh, I, I might. Lou, want... I have to commend you. I also have to commend you because Bezos is sending other billionaires into space. You're sending low-income whites, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Lou, Lou, your commitment to killing the common man is something we really admire yeah, on this show. Any, any common man, but I just thought it might be interesting. Besides, I want to find out the really land of the moon for sure. Well, this is the way to do it. You build a 15-foot rocket. Where do you launch a thing like this? Isn't there regulation to a process of moon launch? Well, this is not going to the moon. It's only going up 1,800 feet. Uh, any big open field, but you have to follow an FAA flight waiver. Is that true? This is amazing. Yes, this is amazing. Yes. Uh, this is not Moria where I get my Christmas present. Oh, today we're going to yeah. Central Park and Fly Rock. We can't do that. No, no, this is great. This is something straight out of like uh, a Coyote Roadrunner thing where you have like a wooden box that says Acme <laughs> on the side. Lou, let, keep me posted on the mission. I'm excited for this, brother. Thanks for the yes, call. I, I know your buddy, Steve uh, Davey, who works out here at WIBX. 
Jesus, I thought I'd show up. I love Davey with all the fiber in my being. He is not allowed on your rocket, Lou. You keep, you stay away <laughs> from my friend. I'll see you soon. Uh, Mike Vecchione is, it's important that you know this, at Port Comedy tonight and tomorrow in Baltimore. I'm going to try not to get emotional, but we're coming up against a commercial break. Give him hell down there in Baltimore, okay? Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me on. You're the best. And you got a free rocket ride from Lou when you get back, so you know. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to take him up. I'll see you, buddy. Take care. The show that's not afraid to tell you the truth. Not only are you not a very nice person, you're also a slob. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth on what was just a stellar week of radio. Oh, what a tough crowd it is in the production booth. The show's just about over. Uh, if you didn't watch Moon Landing Factor Fiction... Go watch it. And yes, Bart Sabrell, who is the leading moon landing conspiracy theorist, is going to be on this show. We're going straight Art Bell on this show. We're doing it like it's an overnighter now. We're going to be talking about aliens the rest of the summer. But no, we're going to have a talk about the moon and uh, all of the varying hypotheses over why we did not go. Uh, if you watch the documentary this weekend, you will get a kick out of it, though. William Shatner's really funny. But we did a lot of interviews on, like, Hollywood Boulevard. I was in the Capitol. You'll probably get a kick out of it. And it might just make up for the fact that I will not be on your TV between now and Monday. Not even a little. Not even kind of. Not Fox News. Not Fox Business. Not nothing. I will be on my patio uh, with a cigar about a block and a half long. And I'm just going to be banging it away playing some loud, rowdy music. I don't know how you plan to spend the weekend. But uh, be there in spirit with me wherever you happen to find yourself. Just go have fun. You're in the fun business. No matter what it says in your business card, if you die tomorrow, you're just going to wish you had some more fun. So that's it. It's Friday. Pull the goalie and get out to wherever you got to be to live that best American life. That's what I say. Exactly. The show's over. Pay up. Get out. Happy Friday. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Be a Libertarian. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.